unpeaceful. And we are always uh, hoping that they would get peaceful and our life would be better. But when we truly look at the situation, we all need to be peaceful ourselves. The only one who we are responsible for is ourselves. The only one whose life we can affect is ourselves. Because each and everyone has their own karma, they have to go through their own things. And for us to expect them to change is not going to happen. The only one that we can change is ourselves. And so the key is to be able to focus our energies in our own direction. We need to figure out a way by which we can be peaceful. And when we start to uh, look at life itself, we find that the reason we are not at peace is because we are in bondage. Our real self is the soul, and it's in bondage with the body. And then, and this human frame is in bondage with our relatives, with our friends, with people at work, with the people in neighborhoods. And the more interactions we have, the more tensions we have. And the more tensions we have, the less peaceful we are. So we need to get away from the bondage. There's a, a very interesting story. There's a story about uh, a person. And this person uh, was uh, in jail for many, many years. So he was in a cell which was very dark. And so after many years, when his term was over in the jail, uh, <coughs> the guards came and said, today, now you can go home. So they took him out of the cell and they I took him to the corridors, and they brought him to the front door. And then when he was standing at the front door, and he saw so much light out there, all of a sudden he turned around and went back to another cell. And so the guards came after him and said, you know, why did you run back to your cell? And he said, I just can't stand the light. I've been in the darkness for so long, so I would like to be here. And this is what happens with most of us. Most of us live at the level of our physical senses. Our attention is going through our senses into the world outside. And so whatever we perceive through our senses, we take to be real. So whatever we see with these eyes, whatever we hear with these ears, whatever we smell through our nose, whatever we <coughs> eat through our taste buds, and whatever through the feelings of touch we um, get, we take that to be real and we take the world outside to be uh, real. Little do we realize that we are in a dream state. So when one is dreaming, everything looks real. And so to us, all the activities of the world seem to be real. We feel this body needs to survive. So we work, so we can feed the body, we can clothe the body, we can take care of our family, we can provide for the necessities of life. And, and much of our day goes into that activity. And then uh, we get tired and we want to entertain ourselves. And so all the means of entertainment that we generally use are ones which are on the world outside where we watch TV, go to the movies, go to the plays or sports or any other activity that we do, they're all on the outside. So a lot of time goes in that direction. And, and then if we look at what we do all day, everything that happens to us is happening with someone else uh, on the world outside. And so our interactions are in the world outside. And when that is happening, then every input that we are getting is, is from this world of illusion. The world outside is the world of maya, it's a world of illusion. 
and and even though you know we we have a good job we make a lot of money or we have a business and we're making money or we've invested well and we're doing well and we think we're very wealthy but as life goes on we start to realize are we truly wealthy there's a very interesting story about a bird and a dog there's a bird which would get up early in the morning before the sun would rise the bird would be up and it would start to <laughs> chirp That's and it really sang very beautifully and brought a lot of joy to to those who were able to sing uh, hear the bird sing and then before the sun came it would see all the beautiful colors in the sky all the hues all the purples all the pinks all the um orange colors and the red colors and would really enjoy uh, the scenery around and then as the sun came out then it would fly from one tree to another to another to another and so one day as the sun came out it um, flew to the backyard of a house of a very wealthy lawyer now this lawyer had a dog who was his pet dog and the dog was very faithful to the lawyer so dog would get up early in the morning get the newspaper in uh, these were the times when people would read newspapers bring the newspaper uh, to the lawyer and and then he would wait there and he would hear the lawyer snoring and the dog would wait till the alarm clock would go on and then the lawyer would get up and then when the lawyer would get up the dog would follow him to the bathroom he would brush his teeth he take a shower what would fall uh, on the dog and the dog was on back and call of the lawyer <laughs> when the lawyer had breakfast the dog would sit under the table and and eat some of the crumbs that fell down or the lawyer would throw in the dog's direction and then the dog would wait for the lawyer to remember to take him out so that he could be relieved and then the lawyer would go, would go to his uh, one of his offices that he have in the house and he would work on uh, his cases and the dog would just sit by him and so all day long the dog <coughs> was chasing uh, the lawyer and so this one day when the bird came to the backyard of the lawyer's house and the bird started to sing and uh, the dog was getting very upset that his uh, master and uh, the lawyer uh, would not wake up so he goes outside starts to bark very viciously at the bird so the bird says why are you barking at me so loudly and the dog said no no you are singing here you should not be coming to our backyard uh, my uh, owner who is a lawyer is very wealthy and and i don't want him to be disturbed in getting up <clears throat> and so the dog said are you a little bird and you know we are so wealthy why are you coming to our back yard here and disturbing us so the bird when he heard the dog speak like that said you think you are more wealthy than me the dog said yeah definitely i'm more wealthy than you look at the nice house i live in look at you know the I've been provided all kinds of means here and he just have to go from uh, one place to another and the bird said okay let us compare to see who's more wealthy and if i'm more wealthy than you then i can sing in the tree and if you're more wealthy than me then i won't sing in the tree i'll go some place else so the dog 
felt that he was definitely well. He said, yeah, this is fine. So then the bird started to say. The bird said, you know what I do? I get up early in the morning and I can go any place I want. I can go to this tree, I can go to that tree, I can go to that tree, I can go to someone's house, I can go to someone's porch, I can go drink the water, and there are no restrictions on me. And then says, I get up in the morning and I see the beautiful colors of the sky. And then I sing. And I sing whatever comes to me. And many people get very happy with my singing. So that makes me very happy. He says, all day long, there are no restrictions on me. I can eat the seeds which are on the floor whenever I want. Which are, and I can just get my food from one place or another. And, and I have no restriction. But what is your life? And then <clears throat> the dog says, yeah, I get up in the morning, I get the newspaper, and then I'm waiting till the alarm clock goes, and then I go uh, and I follow the lawyer to the shower, and then, you know, I get some water too, I get a bath while I'm there too, and then uh, as he's having a breakfast, he gives some food to me, and then sometimes he takes me outside, sometimes he forgets, and so I wait him in all day. So then <clears throat> the bird said, so who do you think is more free? Are you free to do anything on your own? And the dog says, no, I do everything that the lawyer tells me to do. And so the bird says, you know, I'm free. I have no bondage. And you're the ones who, who are bound. So who's wealthy? And then the dog realized that it wasn't the dog who was wealthy, but it was the bird who was wealthy. So we, we should all look at ourselves and see, is the life that we are leading, is it making us wealthy? Or we are going in the wrong direction? You know, time and time again, whenever saints and mystics come into this world, they tell us that peace is within each and every one of us. That we all can attain peace. The question is, how much effort do we put in to go in that direction? The question is, how are we going to be able to attain that state? Generally, we're always saying that someone else should be peaceful, that they are the ones who are creating difficulties in our life. Little do we realize that we are the ones who need to fix the problem. And so when we focus our attention on being more calmer, more peaceful, then we start to learn mechanism by which we can get to that state. Uh, Sandarshan Singh Maharaj, who wrote much about this picture way, uh, I'll, I'll translate uh, one of his verses into English. Uh, he says, uh, by your arrival, O cupbearer, the garden has blossomed. The breeze unveiled the eye, and the inner regions opened up. So Sandarshan Singhji Maharaj is, is telling us how to be calm and peaceful. So he's saying when the cupbearer arrived, by your arrival, O cupbearer, the garden has blossomed. The garden which was parched, which has gone brown, which is not getting the water. So, so when the cupbearer came, 
and, and with him came all the nourishment, then the garden started to blossom. The birds started to open up, flowers started to come, sweet fragrances started to come, greenery started to come, trees started to give uh, fruits, and, and everything in the garden was getting better and better and better. And then what else did the cupbearer do? Says the breeze unveiled the eye and the inner regions opened up. So the grace of the cupbearer was such that it opened our inner eye. You know, we have these two outer eyes, but we also have what is called the single eye, the third eye, the shivnetra, the dasandva. So, so the inner eye. And so here, Sandarshan Sindhi Mahara is saying, the breeze unveiled the eye. This eye has an iron curtain in front of it. And so through the grace of the cupbearer, this curtain is removed. And, and, and now we're able to see. And what this eye sees is not what is of this world, it sees what is of the inner worlds. All the inner worlds are not on the world outside, they're all within ourselves. And so Sandarshan Sindhi Maharaj is saying, the breeze unveiled the eye and the inner regions opened up. And as our attention went inside, then regions after regions of spirituality started to open up. Right now we are living in the physical region, beyond which is the astral region, beyond which is the causal region, beyond which is the supracausal region, beyond which is the such kind of the region of all truth. And all of these regions are occurring concurrently with this physical region of all. And these regions are within ourselves, they are not on the outside. And so some Darshan Singh Ji Maharaj is saying that through the grace of the cupbearer, the, the inner eye opened up and so our soul was able to soar into the inner spiritual regions. And, and as it went in the inner journey, it, it found love at every step and beauty in every glance and it found peace after peace after peace. States uh, which are more calmer, more peaceful, more peaceful than the one before. So the inner journey is a journey of love, a journey of light, a journey of peace. And, and as we go on this inner journey, then only are we able to, to find peace within ourselves. And when we find peace within ourselves, then it oozes out from us. It starts to make the life of, of those who we live with peaceful, our family members. It starts to make the life of those that we live in our neighborhoods, uh, the, the people that we work with. And, and peace starts to go from one to the other. And so for us to be finding peace in this world, we need to find peace for ourselves. The process of going within is called meditation. It's a process by which we take our attention away from the world outside and focus it within ourselves. And as we collect our sensory currents there at the seeds of the soul, then we are able to experience states of joy, states of happiness, and states of bliss. And as we experience those states, then uh, we find that each and every pore of our being 
is filled with the love of God, and and as it's filled with the love of God, then we realize that love is the only commodity which, when we give away, expands. So then, love from us starts to go to everyone else, and we find that the environment in which we live gets to be more calmer and more peaceful. Now, each and every one of us can attain those states. <clears throat> God is residing in each and every one of us. We just need to learn the techniques of going with Him. We need to learn the technique of connecting with the two primal manifestations of God, that being the divine light and the divine sound of God. And as we connect with the divine power within ourselves, then we realize that within ourselves are everything that we need, everything that will make our life better. And, and as we partake of those treasures of divinity, which are hidden deep in each and every one of us, then life gets to be happy and joyous and peaceful. Uh, a very simple technique of meditation uh, is called SOS meditation, is science of spirituality meditation. It's a technique by which we calm the body and then we calm the mind. So we can sit in any position. We can sit on the chair, we can sit on the sofa, we can sit on the floor. You can even meditate standing up, even though most people do meditate sitting down. This is a purely spiritual practice. It has nothing to do with the physical uh, state of our body. As we take a pose in which we can stay for a long period of time, we close our eyes. As we close our eyes, we make sure that our eyeballs are straight. They focus 8 or 10 inches in front of us. And as we <clears throat> focus right in front of us, as we close our eyes, we start to repeat God's name. Those of us who have been initiated, please do your simran. Those of us who are new here, uh, please repeat any name of God that you feel comfortable with. This repetition of God's name should be done mentally and not out loud. Now, as we keep our attention right in front, in the darkness, light will sprout forth. It could be flashes of light, it could be circles of light, the lights could be of various colors. So let's keep our gaze right in the middle of our experience. And, and then with time, we'll have many, many other vistas open up. And these are vistas, when we experience them, they'll bring not only calm and joy and peace to us, only for the time that we are in that meditative state, but we'll find that that state will linger on with us for long periods of time. So I pray to God Almighty and to the three great masters of the past century, Hazur Baba Savan Singh Ji Maharaj, Param Sankipal Singh Ji Maharaj, and the gracious masters Sandarshan Singh Ji Maharaj, to help each and every one of us connect with the divine power within and to experience the divine light of God within ourselves. I uh, will be sitting for a few minutes. I'll be getting you out of this meditative state at that time. And my best wishes are with each and every one of you. Aap sab, uh, apni aankhe ban kar